Hey, Chris. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. We're live. Dave just told me we're live. We're on air. Long time no see. Yeah, this is the place podcast has been on hiatus. It's it's back with vengeance today, not- I will say. I we've been in hiatus. It just like I feel like our schedules kept not really working. I mean, I wish I had great excuses or a cool story to tell, but it's just it's just a thing that happened, you know. I don't have a I don't have a good excuse. Just life in 2020, you know. I'm not here to say the dog ate my homework. Did you hear my dog just bark? Yep. Oh. Meg, I don't I know that you I know that you think this isn't possible. I dislike dogs more now than I ever have in my life. I'm going to regret this, but tell me why. No, there's not an incident. Beyond just everybody has now gotten a dog because of quarantine and the pandemic and and general loneliness, I think. And so everywhere I go, I got to hear about it. I got to deal with it. And it's just, it's a little too much for me. You just hate listening to people talk about it. I hate it. I hate it so bad. It's my least favorite thing on earth. If anyone meets me in real life and wants to just really grind our conversation to a halt, just start talking about your dog. Yeah, no, I I can bear witness to that. Oh, so... Fun catching up, but tell me what's going on in Utah in terms of weird news. Yeah, we're a anti-dog podcast. We are a pro- That is not true. <laughs> we're, we're 50% we're anti-dog, 50% dog. Dogs are <laughs> gifts from heaven. Meg, is it fair to say that we are a 100% pro-bear podcast? Can oh, I say absolutely. that? Absolutely. So there's an article from the Deseret News. It's written by a lady named Lottie Elizabeth Johnson, okay? Great name. And it's about three orphaned bear cubs. Yeah. Which sounds a little bit sad, you know, but they've wandered. Did you see The Revenant? Oh, that that's a movie I can get on board with. I know that like you're supposed to care about Leo after the bear attack, because that's like the whole thing, right? Like he gets attacked by a bear. Spoiler, but that happens like what first 30 minutes of the movie. And like you're supposed to be like, uh oh, is Leo gonna pull through? But I was like, the mom bear just died. What's going to happen to those cubs? I was stressed for the entire nine hours of that movie about those bear cubs and what their future held. Like, they're not going to make it out there. We watched that movie very differently, despite the fact that I'm also pro-bear. I was terrified of bears after that movie. I'm not even joking. It's not like I thought they were friendly scary. creatures before, but that the scene lasts probably 10 minutes in my mind, and he's just getting clawed and thrown around by a bear. I'm like, oh my gosh. I didn't want to like go outside. Yeah, I was way into the movie. Oh, that movie was a slog for me. I was like, can Leo just die already? This is... <laughs> you wanted the revenant from the point of view of the bear cub, the orphan bear cub who comes back to seek vengeance on Leo for killing the mom. Yeah, I think that's only fair. Yeah. I would watch a revenant too from the point of view of the bear. You've sold me on that much at least. <laughs> Brother Bear, it exists. Disney Plus, look it up. I will not be watching Brother Bear. I'll be watching <laughs> never, an alternate... <laughs> I've never. I've seen a lot of Disney movies. I've never seen Brother Bear. It's one of those where I'm like, even I can't. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine me settling down with a date on like a Thursday night to just pop in Brother Bear and discuss it afterwards? Yeah, I can actually. But go on. What's going on with these bear cubs? These orphan bear cubs, you know. Utah State University takes them in, okay? Oh, Which, that's, nice. uh, that's a little happy story. They, they get some pens for them, you know, and they put them into the pens, okay? They're off limits to the public because they want to try to keep them wild, you know? Sure. Meaning they don't want them to come in contact with anything that they wouldn't out in the wild, obviously. Yeah. So they have them in these pens, and uh, they've set up webcams that allow people to check in on these bears whenever they please. That's okay? delightful. 
<laughs> okay. I was a little bit weirded out by it at first because my right. thought, go well, my thought goes to, okay, that's cool. But who is going to be getting on a live webcam to watch some bears? As it turns out, I'm, I'm, I'm vastly wrong because there are tons of people who are in the market for live animal content on webcams. Are you one of these people, first of all? Yeah. Remember when April the giraffe was pregnant and they had the live cam and like the whole nation was waiting with bated breath for April to give birth to her baby giraffe? I think I'm anti-giraffe. I'm going to go out on a limb. You're not an animal guy. <laughs> Who's April? The giraffe. April the giraffe. I think it was, was it Cincinnati Zoo? She, uh, she was pregnant and they had a webcam and they kept writing all these funny descriptions that were like, April, who is full term, is getting increasingly irritable. And I was like, April, girl, I feel you. We were all just <laughs> waiting for April to have her baby giraffe. And then it I, happened. Mm, I keep my live animal webcams local. You know, I stick with the Hogel Zoo and I won't stray. That's kind of a own personal philosophy that I have. Yeah. It goes on to say in the Deseret News article, um, here's a paragraph from it. A live bear webcam can be a welcome distraction during a pandemic. Yeah. On Friday, the National Zoo's Mi Jing became the oldest giant panda to give birth in the United States. So many people were watching that the live stream kept breaking down, according to the Washington Post. So this speaks to what you were just talking about. Again, something I was not aware of, like people are clamoring for giraffe births, panda births. Little baby bears wandering around Utah State University, you name it, people are there for it. Well, the pandas are a big deal because pandas are so endangered that any panda birth, and like it's, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty rare that a panda has a baby and the survival rate of the baby pandas is crazy low. So everyone's you, really pulling for this baby panda. How do you know so many I'm into facts? animals, okay? I care. <laughs> I'm panda neutral. You know, I'm not going to go one way or the other. You could probably convince me with all your stats. I'd probably be pro-panda by the end of the podcast. Pandas are the best. Did you see that video flying around of the zookeeper in China trying to clean up the leaves in the panda's pen? And the pandas keep tackling her and pulling all the leaves out of the bucket. And they're just like, they're like chill but cuter <laughs> how how many live animal videos have you people, watched people need some joy right now and animal webcams are bringing them that needed joy so what i'm finding out is i'm in a small minority of Absolutely. people who don't watch live animal content on the internet you're in a category of people marked soulless yeah that's true, no that heart. true. <laughs> about nothing I mean, not to bring up the past, but I think we're both soulless based on the fact that you switch your political affiliation not too long ago, and then we're called soulless by a member of your then or your new party, right? Wait, what? Wasn't that a thing that was said by the head of the Republican Party? Maybe not soulless. Maybe that was my soulless. I think it was soulless. I think that's oh, what the Republican Party. I am uh, died in the wool Republican. Give me my guns. Let's lower these taxes. Huh? I can I can see the magnum poking out of your jean yeah. pocket there, you know. You know me. I have, a little, I have a little bone to pick with one of these lines that I read from the Deseret News, okay. mainly that a live bear webcam can be a welcome distraction during a pandemic. I, okay, I get that we've had to curb a lot of our behaviors because of the, because of the pandemic. That's fine. I've had to do it in my own life. You know, everybody they've done their own thing. I get it. Okay. It seems like that's pretty far down the list 
of things that I'm looking for in the midst of a pandemic. I'm going through a lot of things that I could do before I'm like, I don't got anything to do. What should I do? Maybe there's a live bear webcam on the internet. Jump on board. Oh, Utah State University. I'm watching these three bear cubs. Is that not fair? Chris, I'm going to say this in the politest way I possibly can. You are an atypical human in that you own multiple TVs solely for the purpose of watching football games and not even just football games that are playing like live, like you're watching them for the first time. You go back and you watch old football games. Yeah, like, it's not let's good not behavior. cast stones at those of us checking out animal webcams, okay? We've all got our things. Let's leave the judgment at the door. I'm going to enjoy my panda video. You watch old corn husker, whatever. Here's a <laughs> Are they the Iowa? Oh, yeah, that's very good. I'm very glad that you got the corn husker right. Thank you. Uh, I have a moral quandary for you. Who, on the scale of, of soulless human beings, who yeah. ranks lower? Those who watch multiple screens of old football games or those who, in the midst of a pandemic, seek out live panda footage, giraffe footage, or bear footage in order to feel why, good about the world. I don't why you're finding this so weird. <laughs> just want some happiness. I found this incredibly weird. There was a, there's a quote about the panda birth, which now makes more sense because of what you explained, which said, in the middle of a pandemic, this is a joyful moment, which yeah. I read and I was like, I'm not... Uh, in the midst of everything that's happening in 2020, I'm not going onto a live webcam where some panda gave birth and being like, you know what? Things are actually okay. I feel a little bit better about the world. But apparently I'm, again, soulless. I'm a soulless man. Well, it's not that things are better. Obviously, things are hot garbage and will remain hot garbage for the foreseeable future. But it's a brief distraction. You say things are hot garbage, Meg, but football's right around the corner. And that's yeah, something that I know you love. Move on to the next story. I could not care less. I have, a, I have a quick thing that I need to say. So the Utah State caretakers, they say, you know, we want to keep these bears separated from people. We want to make sure that they're climated to their, you know, quote unquote wild surroundings, even though it's just in this little pen. Yeah. They go on to say, you know, they're like, okay, we give them this. It's, it's a robust diet, according to Deseret News. You know, there's produce from the family market there by nuts fish ground beef peanut butter oats honey so stuff okay you're gonna find out in the wild then it says ground and beef? on a sorry wait are you finding ground beef out in the wild isn't that how it works you just like wander around a tree like oh there's a there's a pound of prepackaged ground beef from ridley's bears, family market <laughs> bears attack cows in the wild is that what i'm to glean from that Ooh. statement that's a good question. I would assume so based on the revenant where they attack humans and meaning I think they probably will attack anything, right? I've been looking into Skinwalker Ranch quite a bit. What is that? It's a, ugh, oh, you're going to have to wait to read my piece on thebeehive.com about it. Uh, but it's a ranch in the Uinta Basin where they've had a lot of paranormal activity and a lot of it includes dead cattle. And now I'm wondering if they're bear attacks. I blame a lot on bears. Uh, even though I'm pro-bear, I understand when they get out in the wild, they're going to do things that you and I won't condone in the light of day. Sure. Um, okay, so back to the Utah State uh, people. Yeah. So they, they're giving them this diet, and then it says in the, in the Desert News article, and on occasion, moon pies and Twinkies. What a life. So they say that in order to get them to take medication, they give them moon pies and Twinkies, which, okay, that's fine. You're trying to, trying to sneak the old medicine in them, whatever. Here's a quote from one of the caretakers. They can get really bored in captivity, so we try to give them a varied diet, which will also help them once they're back in the wild because they'll learn to try different foods and explore different options. 
Yeah. So now you know where my brain's going. I'm worried because these bears, which again, we're pro bear. They're chilling out. They're eating Twinkies. They're eating moon pies. They're living the American dream. Okay. And then in the fall, when they're supposed to be released back in the wild, they're going to go out into the forest. They're going to be looking around for their ground beef. Where is it? Where is it? Cow walks by. They don't even know what that is. They're going to go, where are all the Twinkies? Where are all the Twinkies? They're looking in the streams. Where's the moon pies? They're looking under in the squirrel's nest. What are these poor bears going to do when their diet can't be fulfilled in the wild, Meg? The squirrel's nest. I don't know. I might've made that up. That's your expertise. You need to come in and correct me on stuff like I'm that. I'm embarrassed. I don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, though. I, I hope that they don't become addicted to the moon pies and the Twinkies because I've been down that road. And let me tell you, recovery is not easy. What if bears get way into obesity? Aren't you worried about that? You know, I'm not, honestly. <laughs> See, you want to watch the live cams. I sit there and I think about these bears in the wild. I go, when they go into hibernation, they've eaten a lot of moon pies. What's going to happen? It's going to get onto what their if, thighs. Wouldn't it be ideal if we could hibernate? Like, don't you just kind of want to yes, hibernate yes. through this winter? I feel like this winter is going to be a tough one. There's always a moment in every winter, much less this one, which I'm sure will be much the same, if not more so, where it's like, the next month, I'm okay with just kind of checking out. I'll take two moon pies into a cave, I'll eat them, and I'll take a month-long nap, January, and I'll wander out. Let's just, let's just not do January. You yeah, know? It'd, be, it'd be great. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have on bears. We're going to move on to human beings, and we're going to move on to uh, bad human behavior, bad roommate behavior specifically, okay? You're this comes from... Right? Yeah, I have roommates and they exhibit bad behavior many times, nowhere near what this woman has done to another woman. Okay. So this, this comes is, from a, this is hall of fame. This is hall of fame roommate behavior comes from a and KSL article. Real quick. Yes. They say roommate in this story. I'm wondering if the relationship was beyond roommate. Yeah, it, there was some, uh, I think some wires were getting crossed in what each person was in relation like to one another. The actions taken here are indicative of the type of action someone would take in a relationship where passions run higher than they do in a roommate relationship, if you catch my drift. This is a true lover's quarrel and definitely how whenever things go south with me and another woman, like it's this back and forth dynamic yeah, that yeah, happens yeah, here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Here's the title of the article. Utah woman goes to prison for buying bacteria to infect roommate already in poor health. Oof. Here, here's the opening paragraph. Her doctors were puzzled over a series of strange infections she developed as she healed from back surgery. But a Salt Lake City woman says she didn't link the medical issues to her longtime roommate until the FBI showed up at her door last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this, this woman, she's been living with another woman for years and years, her roommate, her whatever you want to call her. Um, and she's, you know, she's trying to get through her own health issues. And, uh, yeah. and her, her friend, roommate, whatever you want to call, she's, she's there to help nurse her. Uh, here's where things get a little bit strange because this is a paragraph from the article. Police said their relationship started out strong. Uh -huh. With Rachel, Rachel is the person who was being nursed back to health. With Rachel taking out a $500,000 life insurance policy and naming Rid, who is the other woman, who helped care for her as the beneficiary. Uh -huh. But it soured about three years ago, decades after they first began living together. So let's start with that, Meg. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so if I get into a relationship with somebody and, and pretty early on, you know, yeah. they're like, hey, Chris, I love you. I'm way into you. You should just take out a $500,000 life insurance policy and name me as the, as the benefactor. I think alarm bells might start clanging. Do you agree with this? 
I think, yeah, this is some real Gone Girl type nonsense. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, so the the woman, she buys, she goes on the dark net, which again, I never understand how the dark net works. Do you understand it? Isn't it called the dark web? Uh, I think you can use either term. In the KSO article, it's referred to dark net. I think dark web is more common now that how you say do you that. Even, I, how do you get into it? That's what I never understand. Nobody can explain that I, to me. How do I access the dark net? Is it like darknet.com? I think you just type darknet into Google. It takes you to a new site and then you and then it says, what do you need? And you go, I need bacteria that will cause a staph infection on my roommate who I'm trying to get the life insurance policy from. They send you staph infection stuff, okay? But you've got to like, you've got to do like IP address blockers. You've got to make sure you're not on like a federal watch list. Like, I just feel like it's not even worth the hassle to try and access the dark net. Well, I don't understand how you dis... I don't understand how you discern between who is an undercover FBI agent. So that's how this woman is actually caught. She communicates with an undercover FBI agent via the dark web. And yeah. so I don't understand how you're like, do you just type into this little chat message? Like, are you an FBI agent? And they go, no, hell no. And you go, okay, sweet. Send it to me. Great. <laughs> Great. Sold. How much is, how much is the staff? On the dark web, if you say you're not a cop, you're not a cop. Like, think of the process of vetting whether it's a cop or a criminal via the web. That's it. That's hard to do in person, right? Yeah. I mean, I've done my fair share of Facebook stalking and I got to tell you, you've got to put in hours and hours and hours to really understand who someone is. <laughs> Who's the funniest person you're willing to admit you Facebook stalked on this podcast? You don't have to name their name. You know, it's not usually, it's not usually like a specific person. It's more. <laughs> I think everybody, I hope everybody does this. It's more that I'll spend like a lot of time trying to figure out the status of someone's relationship. Like if, <laughs> if they've been posting a lot of photos with a significant other and then they like all of a sudden stop or they disappear for a while and then they pop back up and it's like just them. Like I'm digging through, figuring out where the relationship went right. <laughs> like coming up with theories. Got like string on a board. <laughs> Why do I, I care? I don't know. I will say I greatly respect people who are way into posting pictures with their mate online. And then there is obviously a break, but it's not addressed whatsoever via their yeah. social media feed. And it's just like, here's me with a new woman. Here's me with a different woman. Here's <laughs> me with a third woman. And you're just like, yep, just go with it. You don't need to explain. This is social media. Just go with it. And they like, well, the funniest is when they don't bother deleting the old photos with the previous. Oh yeah, just leave it. <laughs> I think it's great for people like you who I, I think that's actually the majority of people. They love getting involved with this and just being yeah. like, oh, what happened here? I think it's great. It's this little breadcrumb trail that you follow and you're like, wow, I wonder what's going on here. Then you try to connect the dots. It's a whole, it's a whole game, you know? I've heard from multiple people that um, when things really start to go bad in like a last ditch effort, they'll post a photo of them with their like spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever and be like, I'm just so grateful for this person in my life. And they do like a love tribute. And that's usually like right before the breakup. Oh, that's sweet. I didn't know that's what that yeah. was supposed to mean. That's like a telltale sign. If you see that on social media, you gotta be like, uh oh. This, again, this will go back into the Sola stuff that we talked about earlier. I don't like when people post about their relationships online. Nobody likes that. Not, That's the worst. It's not something you need to be telling other people. If you're, if you're way happy with Steven, I don't need a Facebook post about, 
look at me and Stephen, we're doing so great. I need you going to Stephen and going, Stephen, you know what? Today, you're a real stand-up guy. You did all these things I loved. It was great. You know, I don't want to have to hear about it. Like what, what is the motivation for posting that? None of it's good. Like either you're trying to like save this, hoping that the other person sees it, which like just tell them, or you're trying to make other people jealous of the relationship you have. And that's just like, crappy behavior or I like the jealous like convince yourself that things are good and that's like go to therapy you know yeah I don't like it I don't like anything that you've said I don't want people to post I don't want people to post in general where do how do we get here sorry go back dark bad roommates but we've got here by bad roommate behavior okay yeah uh she she talks with this the the woman who is trying to poison her roommate okay again she's nursing her back to health she would like give her drugs you know she'd knock her out with First Xanax, and then she went to like more intense things, you know, like ketamine stuff like that. And then she's insane. Yeah, ketamine's way. I can't believe she was able to like get ketamine. That seems crazy to me. That's crazier than like the bacteria for a staph infection. Well, the bacteria for a staph infection, she has a good excuse because she told everybody on the darknet that she's a biology teacher at a college preparatory school, and she was just performing an experiment. What biology teacher is on the darknet? <laughs> that was my favorite thought. Like Walter White. <laughs> like, oh, sounds like a great teacher down here at the local middle school. Of course, we'll ship out this bacteria to you. You're really going overboard for your students. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so happy... One part of it's happy, you know, the lady's okay, she's fine. Uh, the other lady, she's going to jail for quite some time. Um, relationship seems a little fractured. You know, maybe we'll see a nice post that they're trying to get back together. I don't know. I don't know how relationships work. Catch these two on Instagram. Things are so good. If we see one of those, we have, I have a good idea for this is the place segment. So we need to like hone in on certain people's relationships and you need to bring, you need to come prepared with all of your beautiful mind type arrangements where yeah, you're yeah, scrolling yeah. down this and like, okay, we're tracking this relationship for the last year. We're finding out what happened. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I can do that. Okay. Last but not least, uh, funny we we're talking about relationships because this ties in perfectly. There's, I wanted to kind of make fun of this at first. Then I read about it. I think it's a really good idea. There's sure. a, there's an rdivorce.com. It just launched. Okay. Uh, and it's about getting divorced. It's just, it's the new technology solution to getting divorced, you know, how everything gets streamlined and do it yourself and all that kind of stuff. You got to disrupt the industry. We're disrupting divorce here. And so at first I kind of want to make fun of it. Then I'm like, yeah, divorce, it is long. It's drawn out, costs a ton of money for everybody. This it doesn't thing, like destroy your credit. I've heard that divorce is like one of the worst things that can happen to your credit. Are you serious? How does that work? I don't know. I don't really know the reason why, but for some reason, divorce just like. That seems incredibly it. discriminatory. They just see, they're like, oh, Chris, you got divorced. <laughs> Lop it off. You Go mm-hmm. get something else. You're not welcome here. Uh, ourdivorce.com. It, it's like, it's $100 a month. You just go through. I feel like you can pay $100. And you're divorced. So, yeah, which normally we're talking, you know, thousands upon tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, apparently it costs $13,000. $13,000. That's way too much money. $100. Like legal fees, right? Yeah. Again, this is me being detached from humanity. Why does divorce cost anything more than 10 cents? You know? Is it $13,000 per? person or 13,000 total? I would assume, assume 13,000 total, 6,500 per person. That'd be my guess. 
But again, $100 seems a lot. Apparently that's a great deal. Now I want to go out and proselytize on behalf of our divorce and try to get everybody divorced. But I want to do it in a way that's not rude where I'm like, everybody, you should get divorced. But like if I, maybe I should start trolling on social media like you're talking about. And when I see the post that you said, you know, things are going super well, really just wanted to say how much I love this person. I slide into the DMs. I'm like, you know, you can get divorced no. for like a hundred no, bucks. No, no, no. I want you to leave a public comment and all it says is ourdivorce.com. <laughs> ourdivorce.com has your back for cheap, dude. Really? This is you can't good. afford gonna... not to get divorced. With me. <laughs> I, the only thing that I ask is if I start doing this, I need to get some sort of connection with our divorce and get, you know, a little bit of the proceeds where they give me like five bucks for every divorce that I help ensure yeah, yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. If you want to get divorced, it's cheap. If you want to go watch bears, you can watch them. Uh, don't live with roommates because they might poison you. That's what we've learned today. Don't, just stay off the dark net. Stay off the dark net. That's the fourth. Would probably be my advice. Chris, it's been a real pleasure. Meg, it has as always. Uh, good to be back. Yeah, we'll be back. I don't know. Let's say let's just do next week. Let's just say next Tuesday. Why not? Oh, gosh. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Peace out. <laughs>